You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Welcome once again uh, to Shalom Baptist Chapel. If you are here for the first time or joining us online for the first time, we are in two-part series called Better Decisions, Better Life. And today is the final, the second part. We are going to wrap it up. Decisions determine destiny. Your decisions today will set you up for your destiny tomorrow. In other words, who you will become and where you will end up by the end of this year, 2021, will largely be determined by the decisions you make along the way throughout this year. And here's the good news. The good news is that you can make decisions that will lead you to a desired destiny. You can make decisions in such a way that by the end of this year, if you were to look back, and if you were to live your life all over again, there would be fewer regrets, and you would be proud of the decisions you made. And that is the possibility. How can you be so confident, you may ask? Oh, well, I am because that's exactly what God wants for you and for me. Because making decisions, making decisions according to God's goodwill for your life will determine a better destiny. Making decisions according to God's goodwill for your life will determine a better life. God's best for your life. That's right. According to God's will. You see, for those of us who were there last week, we talked about God's will in three categories. There is the providential will of God. There is the moral will of God. But most interestingly for all of us is that there is this personal will of God for our lives. Personal will of God for our lives. In other words, God has his best interest for you, for your life and for my life. This means that God thinks about you. God thinks about your life. He has good thoughts. He has good plans for your life. You may or may not believe it, that's fine. But that's what we know of the God that we worship, the God that, we, that is revealed in the Scriptures. He has good intention. He has plans. His will is not just for the providential, like what He wants to do in this world. And all the right and wrong will of God. But He is interested in your personal decisions ranging from your relationship, family, finances, your profession, job, career. God has 
His will, God has His good will, His good thoughts and good plans for you and for me. Well, some of you, if you are joining us here for the first time, and perhaps you may not be a Jesus follower, and you may be thinking like, oh, well, that's just for you guys Christians right now. Here's the good news. God has a plan for you as well. And that's fine. You may not believe in Jesus. You may not follow him. But the, but the fact is, God has a plan for you as well. God has good intention, good thoughts about you and for you. But there is a big problem. There's a big problem because there is a passage in the Scripture that makes it difficult or impossible for us to know the good thoughts and good plans of God for our lives. Before we look into the passage, let me give you the context. The people of Israel they were coming to the end of their exile. In other words, they were preparing themselves to get back, to return to Jerusalem. And the prophet of God was kind of preparing them, preempting them, and telling them how it's going to be. And also kind of like preempting them that, you know, some of the things that God will do may be a bit, dif a bit different from what you may be expecting. In fact, I'm kind of like downplaying this. So let me just show you what the passage says. This is what the passage says. For my thoughts, God speaking through his prophet Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts then your thoughts. Do you know what this means? It means this. Naturally and logically, we don't think alike with God. God is saying, I am sorry, you are my children, you are my best creation, but we don't think alike. Because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The way we, in other words, the way we think, the way we see, the way we do things, they're so different from God. The way we think about our situation or the way we think about our problems, you know, whenever we have problems, it's so different the way we think, the way we, the way we see our perspective towards the problem, the issues, or the matters of life, our perspective. It's so different from God because God said, my, heart, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher. My thoughts are not yours. The way we decide, the way we choose to do certain things, they're so different from God. And basically, that's what God is saying. Look, the way we, you understand, the way you think, the way you do things, they're so different from me. Because what seems natural, what seems intuitive for us, what seems logical for us may not necessarily be God's will for our lives. You know, when we, when we make decisions based on, when we make decisions relating to relationship, career, finances, and so on and so forth, 
It's quite natural, isn't it, for us to kind of depend on our intuition, our experiences. And again, like I said last week, I am not saying that those are bad things to consider when we want to make decisions. Intuition, experiences, those things we must consider. But here's the thing, that somehow if we want to know God's will, it seems impossible. It's like, it's good. I want to know God's will. And perhaps for some of you, you may be like, yeah, for many years, I have been wanting to know God's will. But I have no clue. I have no idea what God's will for my life is. Every time I'm at the juncture, I'm just like trying to decide, decipher where to go and I pray, but it just doesn't come anything to my mind. God seems to be silent or God's ways and God's will seems to be a mystery for me. It's so hard and rightly so because God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. They are higher. We don't think alike. And that's why we cannot just go on depending on our intuition, our experiences, our knowledge, and so on when it comes to all these important decisions in our lives. But why is that, why is that the case, we may ask, right? Why is it that our thoughts and our ways are so different from God? Why didn't God made our minds in such a way that when we think about something, that, you know, we would think about the way God thinks and the way God sees. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm just thinking, well, maybe because we are not God, right? We are not God. That's why we cannot think like God. We are humans. And as humans, we are limited. See, that's the difference between us and God. We are definitely made in the image of God. But as humans, because of the fall that we experience, we have become limited in every way. Let me explain that. There are three things involved in making decisions. Think about this way. There are three things that are involved whenever you make a decision. The three things are simply this, the context, the perspective, and the outcome. There is a context in which you make a decision. There is a perspective by which you make decisions. And there is this outcome for which you make the decision. Agree? You see, because there is a situation in your life, it demands your decision in your life. And we all come across different situations and different circumstances, tragedies, relating to relationships, finances, house, and so on. So many decisions to make. Why? Because we come across different situations or different circumstances in our lives. And then the situation or the circumstances that we go through in life, they are all limited because what you go through I may not go through 
What I may go through, you may not go through. Or what you may go through, I may go through, but I may go through in a different way, in a different context, in a different kind of environment, and so on. So it's limited. That's why it doesn't matter how old you may be. You may have eaten more salt than rice, but still, you are limited. For you are just one human person. Now, you got to admit that. If not, you will be in trouble. <laughs> in fact, people get in trouble because they think they know. <laughs> but for those who, who stays humble to say that I may know, I may think this is the way, but, but I may still be wrong. And then there's the perspective by which you make decisions. Because of the context you go through, because of the context that is in, the situation, the circumstances that you go through, all this context that you go through, you, you begin to create, you begin to formulate a certain perspective towards life and towards making decisions. And again, because your, your context and my context are limited, therefore our perspective towards life and making decisions, they become limited as well. What about the outcome? You see, whenever we make decision, we make decision because there is a certain outcome we desire, right? You want that job because you want that kind of salary. You want that job because that has been what you were praying for for five years. You want to enter into that school. You want to uh, 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 take that job or you want to go on with that relationship because you like that person, you know, because that person has been what you have been praying for and so on and so forth. There is this outcome for which you make decision, but again, the outcome that we are looking for is limited again. It's actually quite a guess, isn't it? It's like, okay, if I choose this, if I choose this job, I may end up like this. If I choose this person, I may end up like this. If I buy this car, buy this home, buy this, or do this, I may end up. But come on, let's be honest. Sometimes it's just a guess, isn't it? Or sometimes it's just based on our what? Context that we have experienced, our experiences and our knowledge. And sometimes it may be true, but other times it may not be. I'm like, wow, I thought if I take option A, it will lead me here, but it's not leading me there. And it's because it's so, it's so complex. Life is so complex. You cannot be always certain that whenever, whenever and if ever you take option A, it will always lead you there. No, life is not that simple, isn't it? So you see, the point is that it's so limited, the context, the perspective, and the outcome. And I believe this is the main reason I would believe, really. This is the main reason why. Why God preserved the Scriptures. Why God preserved His Word, the Bible, and made it accessible for all of us today. Because, listen, through the Scriptures... Through the scriptures, we get to know who God is. Through the scriptures, we get to know how God relates with the world and with us. 
It is through the scriptures that we get to have enough glimpse, not the whole picture of God, but a small glimpse, enough suffice for our application and for our action. We get enough glimpse of how God thinks, how God sees, how God does things or responds to situation. And guess what? In the scriptures, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, King David, King David understood that. King David understood that dynamic, how it works. And that's why he wrote in Psalm 119, verse 105. I'm sure you know this verse by heart. It says like this, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's right. Your word, God's word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is believed that King David was actually teaching his son the Hebrew alphabets. Remember, Psalm 119 is like very, very long, right? All the Hebrew alphabets. So it's like it is believed that King David was teaching his son the Hebrew alphabets like we would teach our kids today, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know? And as he was teaching each letter, letter uh, David took an opportunity to teach truths about God and his word. And King David said, when it came to this part, this letter, King David said, your word, God's word, is a lamb unto our feet and a light unto our path. So God's word is like a lamb. God's word is like a lamb for our feet. And it's like a light that, that kind of shines that reveals the path for us. You know, lamb, lamb for our feet, you know what lamb does? It directs your steps. What does light do for your path? It shows you, it clears, it gives you visibility. It shows you where you need to go. So it directs your steps, it shows you where to go. So in other words, God directs your steps and God wants to direct your steps. God wants to direct our steps. In our personal decisions, God wants to direct your steps and God wants to show you where to go, what to do, which option to take. He directs you through his word. That's David's point, King David's point. In other words, the scriptures, listen to this. In other words, the scriptures broadens our context, our perspective, and our outcome in the decision-making process. You see, scriptures record for us many stories, right? Scripture records for us many stories, many situations that people went through in their lives, in their family lives, in their relationship, in their work, in their personal life, in their issues, and so on and so forth. And all these stories that are mentioned in the scriptures, when you read it, when I read it, it broadens our context. It broadens the situations and the circumstances that people go through. Scriptures also record for us what God said. What God said about those situations. Remember when you read from Genesis to Revelation, God doesn't just show us, records for us what people went through, but God records for us what he says about those situations through his prophets and so on and so forth. 
And God also reveals through the scriptures how, how He relates with people in those situations and circumstances. And this, by the way, my brothers and sisters, my friends, this broadens our perspectives about our own situations. And not only that, but scriptures record for us the outcomes of the decisions that people make. You see, we see what happens. So when you look into the scriptures, all the narratives and the instructions and the stories that are written in the scriptures, we see what happens when people obey or disobey God's will in their lives. We see the consequences of when people make decisions based on God's word, God's direction. And we see the lives of people when they make decisions that are not based on God's will or direction. I am sure I don't have to cite any example, but you can find many in the scriptures. And for some instance, they, 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 they tell themselves like it doesn't make sense. God wouldn't do that. And they would go ahead and still go against the instruction that God gives to them. And lo and behold, we know what happens to them. But there were also people in the scriptures that everyone says, you are crazy. For instance, Noah, classic example. What? <laughs> Why are you building this boat? It's like, come on, rain, hello. Flood, hello. The whole world, hello. You haven't even, you have no idea even how the earth looks like and then flood the whole world? Come on. But despite that, Noah went ahead. So there are examples. So we see in the scriptures all these. And it broadens. The scripture is preserved, therefore, for us today so that we can kind of like tap into the mind of God for our lives as well. So it broadens our perspective, our context, and the outcome that are involved in decision-making. This is why I believe, you know, we know, but I believe this is why you and I should read the Scriptures. You and I should be serious about reading the Scriptures especially for those of us who call ourselves Christians, for those of us who are Jesus followers. Come on, brothers and sisters. Even those who are not Jesus followers, do you know that? There are many people out in the world, they are not Christians, but they are studying the Scriptures because in the Scriptures, there are timeless truths that they find and they apply it in their personal life, in their family, in their profession, and look for some of them where they are. They are not Christians. They are not Jesus followers. And that's the power, that's the potential, that's the treasure you and I have today. But oh, may God have mercy upon us, isn't it? How often we neglect including myself. I'm not telling you guys, you neglect. I don't. Even I neglect. Even I find challenging. But there is no excuse. There is no excuse. 
Let's be honest. There is no excuse for us not to read the scriptures. But I hope that today's point that we are referring to, we are exploring and we are discussing from, you know, about God's will, I hope it will kind of give you some motivation, inspire you to write, all right, let me get back to the scriptures. Because God preserved it so that we can tap into his mind and know his good plan, his higher thoughts, his higher plans that are not ours, that without us tapping into the word that he preserved for us, it's impossible. It's, it's, it's very impossible to, to, to get God's will just by our mere intuition and experience and knowledge. This is why we should read the scriptures. Because in it, you will discover, I will discover how God thinks, how God sees, and how God does things with people in their situations. When you become so familiar with God, you will begin to think like Him. You will begin to see things like Him. You will begin to do things like Him. You know what I mean? For example, think about, uh, think about the way you know your parents. Think about the way you know your children, right? It's like, hey, would you go and ask your father, your mother, you know, you know, uh, uh, let's do this. And then you will say, ah, nah. It's like, what do you mean, ah, no? I know what they will say. Huh? But so you have asked, is it? You have asked your parents? No, I haven't asked. Then how would you know? No, I know. I know they will say no. I'm like, but come on, you haven't even asked. I know, I know them. They will surely say no. And I will get time out if I ask even. I, I know for sure. It's like, what? And then it's like, hey, can you ask your kids to come for this or do this or eat vegetable? Ah. What do you mean? Ah. It's like, nah, it wouldn't work. It's like, what do you mean it wouldn't work? You haven't even asked. You haven't even tell them. I know my kids. They will not come. They will not eat. I know them. Likewise, do you know? Listen, God wants us to know Him on that level. Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? God wants us to know Him like that. To the point where we know our parents without even asking them if my parents, if I ask my parents, if my parents are in this situation, if I'm in this situation, I know what my parents will say. I know what my parents will do. I know what my parents will want me to do because I know them. I know my children exactly when you pressure them, when they are in that situation, I know. When I ask them to do that, they will not do it. They will do it because I know them very well. And that's what God wants you. God wants you to know Him to the point that, you know, hey, hey, do you know what, what do you think? What, what does, do Scripture says, what do you think God would say about this? It's like, oh, I know what God would say. It's like, really? But have you even prayed? I don't need to pray. I know God. It's like, what? But that's, that's the that's the place that God wants us to be at. And that's why he preserved. That's why he gave us the scriptures so that you and I would know him and know his will for our lives. 
There is no need to guess God's will. But come on, let's be honest. Most of the time, aren't we guessing what God's will is? For some of us, it's like we have no idea, no clue about God's will. For some of us, we don't even know that there is such thing called God's will. And for some of us, we don't know how to go about knowing God's will. If you are here today, watching today, good news for you. God's word is a lamb. God's word is the one that directs your step, that leads you, that shows you where to go, what to do. So, how do we go about therefore in a practical way, right? I'm sure for those of us who have been Jesus followers for many years, you know this. This is not a new truth that, oh yeah, God's word will guide us in our decision making. But then again, how do we go about that? How does it look like in a practical way? I would say this, read the scripture, Read and find the principles, not just the promises of God that is mentioned in the Scriptures. That's right. The principles of God, not just the promises of God. What do I mean by that? Now, let's be honest again here. Many of us like to claim God's promises that are found in the Scriptures, right? Oh, God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then you go and do some crazy stuff. And then you're like, what? Like, God, it's like, I thought, God, you said you would not put to shame to those who trust you. Like, today I paise liao, like whatever, you know, in the Chinese you say. It's like, what? I thought you strengthened me. I go and then the moment I step in, I lost control. Like, what is this? You see, it's not a bad thing to claim the promises of God found in the Scriptures. But we must be careful because, let me tell you, most of the promises found in the Scriptures are given to specific people at the specific time, at the specific history. <laughs> so that means some of the promises mentioned in the Scriptures, God is not saying, no, no, Jeremy, I didn't... That was not for you, Jeremy. You know, that was for Jacob. That was for Isaac. That was for, uh, you know, Matthew and so and so forth. So, so we got to be a bit careful on that. So don't just like, oh, God, you promised this. Therefore, you got to do this for me. And then if it doesn't happen and you say, ah, God, is not true. And then you walk away from faith. It's like, come on. In the first place, that was not how you are supposed to do with the word of God. So how? So look not just for promises, look more importantly for the principles of God. What are the principles of God? It means the truth of God. The truth of God that is true for all people, for all generation, for all times. So look for principles, read scriptures, and, and, and look for the principles that you can find out of the passages that you read. Principles, for example, principles on how God relates with different situations in people's life. When you read the scriptures, go and find the principles, how God deals with sin. How does God respond when someone lies? How does God respond when someone has an issue of integrity? 
How does God deal, view, and say about relationships, about career, about family, and so on and so forth? And let those principles, and I would say those principles, will become the lamb for your feet. Those principles will become the light for your path. When you follow those principles of God in making decisions, you will be able to discern the goodwill of God for your life. But I must say, as good as the will of God is for everyone, in some cases, you must be prepared. God's will may not be easy. God's will may not be what you wanted. God's will may be the furthest thing that you have ever imagined for your life. But are you ready for it? Let me tell you, for some of you, if you are really, really, really serious about God's will, for some of you, it may even cost you something. It may cost you your time. It may cost you your money. It may cost you your relationships even. It may cost you, yeah, the list goes on. But you can be very, very, and very certain that it will be the best for your life. Why? Well, think with me. Think with me for a moment. If God can sacrifice His own Son for our sins, then don't you believe that His will for you will be good? If God can sacrifice His Son on the cross for your sin to forgive you and to redeem you, don't you think we can trust that God's will, even for some of us in some cases, may not be easy? And for some of you, you are struggling. You are wrestling with God's will. Should I? Should I not? Let's be honest again. For many of us, we know what God's will for our lives is. So for many of us, it's not that we don't know the will of God for our lives. For many of us, we know the will of God, but it's just so hard, isn't it? Because it just goes against the, the intuition, the experiences, the logic, the natural realm of how we decide things and do things and say things and take things. No wonder. No wonder God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> my ways are not your ways. We don't think alike. But you have the opportunity, God is telling us, to tap in my mind. And for some of you, you have. Because you are reading scriptures. You are drawing out the principles from my word. But you are at the juncture of like, ah. Well, I hope it's an encouragement. It, it will inspire you. It will encourage you to say, you know what? Maybe hard. Maybe painful. I, I don't want this kind of life. It's like, why would God do that for me? Why would God make me suffer in this way? 
But I know from the scriptures, I know from the mind of God through the scripture that the principle of God tells me that this is the way to go. This is the way to live. This is the way to see things. This is the way to decide. And I'll go for it. Because he who gave up his son Jesus for my sin, I mean, who am I? That he should Think of me and die for me. And if he died for me, then I can trust that his will is the best for me. With that, let me give you a homework for this week. What? I thought we are like, I thought you were preaching a sermon. Like, yeah, 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 yes, yes. But I have a homework, an assignment for you. You know why? Because as I've been saying, it's not what you hear that will make a difference for you. What will make a difference? It's what you say with me. You, oh, you don't know. It's what you do with what you hear. Do one thing, do small thing, but that will make a difference. And so this week, I have an assignment. I have a homework for you to practice. For you to practice discovering the principles of God from the scriptures and to practice them for your situation. Okay? Because you see, in some cases, just because you know the principles of God does not necessarily mean that you know His will for your situation. For some of us, yes, we may not know. We may not even know the principles of God for me to decide for my career, for my relationship, for my house, for my finances, and so on and so forth, for my children, for my school. That's right. So for you, you have to find out from the scriptures principles that can guide you to make decisions in your specific areas of your life. But for those of us, you may say, oh, I know the principles of God, how to make decisions on my finances, on my relationship, on my job on my career. But just because you know the principle does not necessarily mean actually you are living out, you are doing God's will, right? You need to practice, right? You need to practice. It's a bit like math subject, right? You know what I mean? For those of you who are interested in math, you know, I was very good, but after my high school, I gave it back. And then now I'm very lousy in math. And now my son is in P1. Ha, now I think I need to get back because some of the questions I see like, oh, okay, it's very simple, but yeah, I know it's very simple. It's like, but I don't understand the concept. You know, like, what happened to me? It's like, oh, no, no wonder I gave it back. But so let me just take pride in, in my younger days during my high school. I was very good, you know. I mean, to solve a problem, you need the formula, right? Oh, I must give, my, I must give the credit, and maybe my brother is watching uh, from Nagaland. You know, I must give my credit to my brother because he was the one who taught me how to do math. How to solve problem? He will always tell me, "No, Ango, Ango means younger brother. Ango, you, you you got to know the formula. You got to know the principle, because I always like try to figure out what does it mean. Like how to do, how to get back to the. It's like no, 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 no. What's the principle? I'm like, what principle? For, what formula? No, no. You, this is the formula for this type of sum. All right. So use this, and this is how you do. It. And I'm like, whoa. He doesn't even take a second to think. He will just, he, I mean, in his mind, he's, he has all the formula memorized. So whenever he comes to a category, he knows which formula, and he will just, bah, 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 bah. Ah, there you go. Like, what? Oh, you are like a god. You know, it's like just, 
And then he, he taught me. And said, so this is the principle, this is the formula, practice, practice, practice. So he asked me to practice every day. And I did that. And guess what? In my, in my, in my uh, high, high school days, I was teaching my own classmates. How about that? But now gone already. Long time ago, all right? But you see, the point is this. Use the formula and solve the problem, right? So use the principles of God and solve the mystery of your decision-making. Use the principle of God and decide about your decisions that you need to make. But you need to practice, just like math. Just because I have the formula and I have the problem with me does not necessarily mean I have the answer. In fact, for a few months, I couldn't. I am like my, told my brother, no, Ata, Ata means elder brother. It doesn't work. And he will just tell me, practice, practice, practice. And lo and behold, the more I practice, the more I got familiar with the formula, with the principle, and the more I got familiar with the problems. Each sum has a problem, and it has a very unique way of problem, right? And so you see, you may have one formula, but you have a unique problems. And so the more you practice, keep practicing, you get the hang of it, and any problem, any sum comes, you know the formula, and you have been practicing it. So, because of that, I would like to really encourage all of us this week, take it this week as a week to practice, okay? Get the principle, get the formula, and practice, and practice, and practice. You see, I have uh, given out the scripture passage in a card. You know, can uh, you show me? That's right. There you go. Everybody has it. All right? Everybody has it. And for those of you who are online, I'm sorry, I cannot give to you. Okay? Too bad you didn't come today. <laughs> but don't worry. Good news. Uh, the Bible is accessible, okay? You can just Google and find any passage. So you can go to any passage in the Scriptures. It can be a narrative, it can be an instruction, anything. Just go pray and just flip through and just read a passage or two and then let that be the passage for you this week. But for those of you who got the passage, for some of you it may be one passage, for others of you it may be two verses, all right? Whichever it is, that's fine. But what I want you to do is this. This week, Read the passage. Read and reread. Read and reread. Every day, read. If you want to bring along, why I gave you this card is so easy to bring along, right? You can just put it in your wallet or in your pocket or anything. Just bring it along. Just bring it along. Read through. Read through. Memorize it. Memorize it. And then start to ask this question What is the principle? What is the formula? What is the truth of God? that can be gleaned from this verse or verses or passage or this narrative for those of you who want to read one whole story. Ask what is the principle. And then once you can find the principle, write it down so that you will not forget. And then after that, you apply that principle into your own situations. And I truly pray. Because you know what? When I prepare this card, I pray that whichever Bible passage you take, it will not be by chance, but it will be providential. That means if you 
want to really try out, do so. I challenge you. Read, memorize it, find the principle, and I can assure you, because I have prayed for you, it may be something that you need this week, if not in the days to come. So, that is the reason why God gave us, God preserved His Word for you and for me. So try that out. Especially there are three areas of our lives that affects everything that, that has significant uh, 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 impact upon our lives. Three areas. Relationship, career and finances, and our private life. Right? There are three areas that will really have a significant impact in our lives. Relationship, Second, in the area of career finance. And the third is our private life. Imagine, if you and I were to be serious and trust God, that I want God's will. Imagine all of us, everyone, begin to take seriously that I want to live according to God's will. Not just providential will and moral will of God, but I want to live with the, with the personal will of God for my life. And I want to be very serious in these three areas. And I want to apply. I want to find principles from God's Word to apply in my relationships. Whatever relationship that is, husband and wife, kids, parents, children, siblings, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, and so on and so forth. I want to be very serious. I want to find principles to apply in my career in my finances. Because let's be very honest. Relationship, career, finances, our private life. Many of us, many of us, naturally, naturally, we go by our intuition. We go by logical. We go by what is natural. We go by what is experienced. We go by what we understand. And what we understand is limited. If you want a broader context, broader perspective, broader outcome, then you have it. And that's the scriptures. Draw the principles, not just the promises, and apply it for your personal life and see how that can impact your life. So may this week be a fun week for all of you to just wrestle with the Word of God. And find the principle. What is the principle? What is the formula? God, what is the formula? And then once you get the formula, don't celebrate too early. Yes! That means God is da 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 da. Yay! Hooray! No. Practice. Practice. Find out what areas is God trying to tell you to make decisions based on that principle. And I hope to see you next week. Live becoming even exciting and, uh, you know, and your excitement level to read the Word of God may even be deepened. So that's my encouragement for all of you. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your Word. Thank you for a reminder that, Lord, you have preserved your Word for us today so that we can tap on into your mind, your thoughts, your plans for us. So this week, as we trust you, to read your word and to draw the principles, your truth, which you reveal to us the areas in our lives this week and even in the days to come and throughout this year, in fact, that we will keep doing this exercise and practice and such that, Lord, 
in the area of our relationship, in our career, finances, and our private life, that, Lord, we will be living out your will according to your good will. And we will see this year making better decisions so that we can live better life, have a better destiny by the end of this year. So would you bless us throughout this week? And I ask this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.